0: Ladies and gentlemen, Elizabeth Elliot said, um, "One does not surrender a life in an instant." She says that that which is lifelong can only be surrendered in a long lifetime. No, is surrender to the will of God per se adequate to fullness of power in Christ? He says maturity is the accomplishment of years, and I can only surrender to the will of God. As I know what that will is. End of quote. Now that is why we have cabin devils. Our hope is that every episode will leave you closer to the Savior as His will is revealed to you. Someone once said that uh, God will never lead us to a place where we can we don't need Him. And sometimes I love to use the, the analogy of a river. It doesn't matter what obstacle a river finds with time it will overcome that obstacle. It's just just a matter of time. That river will swell up until that dam cannot handle that water anymore. That river will go around that mountain or even fill that valley. It will form a lake and proceed. Its secret is not in itself but its source. It comes marching on because of that ocean that is behind it and the question for you ladies and gentlemen is are you still connected to the source and my prayer is that tonight will be another opportunity to remain connected to the savior he said in john chapter 15 verse 4 abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i pray that tonight will be that night where we shall just simply grow our roots as we remain connected to the savior today we are joined by mr and mrs okuka these are the first to appear on our cabin devils magazine uh, they're here to share with us their story and uh, we yeah, really only invited mrs but then roy came along and that's okay. We, we shall take the deal. But Mr. Roy, we talked earlier today and uh, you did not hesitate to agree that you are not perfect. Now, we are, we are kind of friends. And uh, we've only met in person, I think twice, once in Kabete and the other was in Mombasa. And the other times uh, where maybe I was on CNN and you're watching from Nairobi. I don't know. But that's besides the point. We, we, we played soccer a little bit. Uh, in uh, in Mombasa along the ocean, and uh, man, you you really you really surprised me. I'm serious. I I didn't expect that. <laughs> you, really, you really really surprised me. Uh, but al- even that whole time, I never saw anything alarming. There was no foul language. I never seen. I've never seen Roy angry. Um, the question I want to ask you does not require you to go gross on us, but. What's the one area that you have grown in recently? Maybe we can start there. What's that one area you've grown in recently, Mr. Roy?
1: Um, thank you, David, um, for the opportunity and the chance. Um, just to address your question directly, um, the one area that I think I've grown recently and I thought I had grown well in is patience. Um, I have had to relearn the whole aspect of patience. Um, for a while, it was very theoretical. I was reading articles, quotes. You know, when people say um, patience is not about the waiting, it's your attitude and your waiting. Um, of late, a lot has taken place in my life, in and around me. Um, so, patience has been something that I have had to relearn. Um, I have had to re um, embrace again. And um, it's the one thing that I think I am in a season um, where I just want to wait. Waiting on the Lord, waiting on things to take place. Um, So I can basically say patience is the one thing that currently I'm still working on or reworking on. Uh, Something I thought I Mm -hmm. had a grip on, but I'm reworking
0: it. Amen. You know, I was hoping to have your wife here with us. I don't know if she's going to join us. Uh, on wednesday and friday but uh take us back a little bit mr roy uh before mrs came along what did roy look like you don't have described the color height and uh weight but how did roy look like before uh before mrs came along just take us back in your story and
1: uh Um,
0: share with us yeah
1: uh, david that's a very good question um now that you have uh, blocked me from using adjectives that best describe me, uh, before the missus came along. Um, I'll just give us a snippet. Um, Roy was this, um, I will call myself ordinary, uh, this ordinary kind of a person. Um, he was church going, he was committed in his local church. Um, he was engaged in leadership positions. Um, he had, I think, I can basically say the Roy before the Mrs came seems to have a lot of time to do so many activities and engage in so many things. Um, that Roy also had um, thought, on um, the keyword is I'm saying thought, um, that he had control over so many aspects of his life. He thought that he had direction, he thought that he had um, purpose, he thought that he had um, a way in which he would achieve his goals, his ambitions, his dreams. Um, That was a Roy who was overly optimistic, not that I have changed, Um, but this was a Roy who had so much um, hope um, and he was looking the future and he could he already more or less had a perfect picture of how his future would look like um where he will live the kind of job that he would have um how his bank account would look like so this was the kind of roy that was there before he basically didn't have a lot of worries a lot of concerns he lived a day at a time um he lived i'm um, trusting that god would come through for him whenever he needed god to do so so that was kind of the roy who we had uh before the revolution and the transformation came in
0: talking about your single life we do have some single men here i know nobody's single uh, peterson is single let me see if i can mention some names here Kelvin is single, and what, what's the one word you can give to single men today? If you are to go back, what, what are some things you would do differently as Roy? Um, or what are some of the things you would repeat without regret um, in any way, Roy?
1: The one thing I do not regret when I was a single man was that I served God. I can confidently say that I gave it almost all my energy. Um, some of the guys that I'm seeing logging in, we were with them in the in, in, in our local church fellowship, and we used to wake up so early in the morning. We had that tenacity. We dedicated all our energies to serving God. And this did not just mean that we uh, were just basically um, Okay, it was not blind serving; it was intentional serving. Um, to the extent that we would spend time sharing the word of God, um, there's a place in Nairobi, uh, in town called the Agakan Walk we we'll would meet as some of the men uh, in our fellowships, and we'll just take time and share our challenges, share our our hurdles, the things that we are going through. And it was such a beautiful time. One thing that I do not regret doing is that I served God and I spent that energy well. Um, It's not that right now I'm not serving God, but the limitations that come when you have family, when you have responsibilities um, that keep piling up, the energy is now spread out many 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 other activities because your family also expects you to be uh to serve them it's also part of ministry um your work expects you to serve uh, your workmates expect you to serve them that is also part of ministry um your own family where you come from expect more of you as you grow older and even as responsibilities keep piling as you have a family they now expect more from you um, in terms of your input in the whole picture. Um, So I would encourage the young men that are here that are single, um, spend that time serving God. It is not in vain. Um, If the Lord does direct uh, the right lady to come your way and you get married, it is better off if um, she finds you as a man um, serving God because there are I I believe that is one of the things that really anchored me. So my wife found me serving God. Um, She joined me, she was excited. It was motivating for her that I was a man who was serving God. And that is some of the, I want to believe, uh, probably uh, when she gets a chance, she can verify the facts that, that is one of the things that attracted her to me. my 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 serving of god now disclaimer does not mean that if you serve god endlessly or with all your energy that um the lord might or, or rather there's a there's a lady who will come as a result of you serving god it's not you're not doing it so that you can get a lady um getting attracted to you for serving god but you're doing it because your heart is in christ and um, when that lady comes into your life or you get married or you get into this institution, then it only becomes a continuation. It's not a struggle anymore. Um, it's just a combination of two energies in serving God. And there are fruits to that. Um, there are actually fruits and there actually benefits in serving God as a single man. Um, lastly, I will say in our singlehood does not mean that it will not come with these challenges. Being a single man came with a lot of challenges. Um, um, of course, back then I was young. I well, I wanted so many things um, as a person. And sometimes I got discriminated or I got um, uh, alienated uh, is the right word to use. I got alienated because of my faith. I. Was with friends that I had to drop because they felt like I was Mister Too Good Shoes. Um, that means you. I mean Swahili we say that you are safe D. You are just a safety. D. Um, so it will not come easy. It will come with its own challenges, but be as it may. Hold on. Um, hold on. And I believe that when the time comes and you actually cross over and the Lord does bless you with the institution of a family you will just pick up from there and you will build up and actually you'll have now combined energies um in serving god david
0: mr roy today we have a lot of young families that uh, have tuned in and we are going to be crossing over now to your point in life where madame has come into the picture Um, you do have a, a little daughter and i do not know how much of that you want to share with us online uh, but thank you so much for being vulnerable with us and just sharing your life out there with us uh, so we can be able to be encouraged. I know friends who are single right now and they, 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 they keep getting questions, not just from parents, but from fellow friends. When are you getting married? There's all that pressure that comes uh, with, with just our status uh, <laughs> of life. But I also know people that are in marriages that uh, are difficult. And uh, they, they, they almost want to jump out, but it is difficult. And now it becomes worse when the single men and women are watching those lives and are saying, I do not want to be like that. And you wouldn't blame them. You really would not blame them. And so, but being able to listen to you, we can only identify with you and say that indeed God is working in each one. In each one of us uh, and so just to appreciate you to say thank you thank you so much uh, for being able to uh, be live with us guys if you have any questions for roy post them in the in the in the chat and roy will be able to come around and uh answer them now roy madame has come into the picture w- what has that been like how long have you been married and i know it becomes a bit difficult it becomes different when you're married uh, your bed becomes our bed you begin to share the bathroom uh you you pee while you're standing she has to sit where you peed you sometimes share a toothbrush okay at least it feels like you're sharing a toothbrush how, how has that been especially in COVID times where you're confined in that tiny house of yours in kabete how has that been uh, for you the last two years roy
1: um thank you David. Um we've been married for 4 4 years now. Um this is our 4th year. Um this is actually our 5th year so next year March we shall be 5 years um in marriage. Um, still learning the ropes of marriage. Um hasn't been a bed of roses, neither has it been a push of thorns. It's been a daily Um, learning point for both of us Um, the experiences that we've gone through both as individuals and as a couple consistently shape and um, shape us and also smoothen us um, to be able to continue being a perfect fit for each other there are instances that um, uh, that have occurred in our marriage uh, differences and even good times that have actually made us aware of how compatible we are or how or what areas that we need um, to work on. So it's been one of those um, journeys that I can say has been worthwhile uh, because it has as a person it has made me grow. Um, It has made me learn a lot about myself. It has made me learn a lot about um, having the responsibility of someone's well being in your hands. Uh, that means her, her good uh, becomes my good, my bad becomes our bad, and we get to share all this um, together. Now, narrowing it down to the last two years of COVID 2020 and now 2021, um, we've gotten a chance to be in a tight space, as you said it, not only physically in terms of the house, um, being limited in rooms that we can be in, but it's also been a tight space for us in that our natures, our characters have now become even more evident. Um, When someone is with you long and regular, you get to see things that you ordinarily did not see. Um, You get to get icked about some things. You get fascinated about other things that you did not know. Um, about, and basically it's been one of those um, instances that we have had so many learning points. I think I can confidently say this, um, probably in a while my wife will be coming in to say hi, but I can confidently say that the last two years have shaped us more than the previous three years. Um, The lessons that we have grown from the last two years, uh, being a COVID season, um, resources dwindling, having to sit down together and just see how are we going to make this family work um, with what is going around, how are we going to be able to make, um, how how are we going to parent uh, our daughter um, in these times that are very unique um, to both of us and even to our daughter being born in the COVID season. Um, So it has been a learning point for us. We have both had to adjust trim ourselves, um, shed off some characters that we thought we could hold on to. Um, As a man, my ego has been tested, has been uh, smoothened, has been sandpapered. I have had to realize that I am not always right. I have my areas of error. And therefore it's been a journey for both of us, especially the last um, two years. David.
0: All right. Ah. Hi, did you hear anything that Roy has been talking about? It's, there's a possibility he's been lying to us. We want to confirm that these things are true. And, uh, but any comments of, of how your life has been with Roy? Um, how many times has he slept in the couch? No, you don't have to share all those things, but just share with us your time with Roy um, and how that has been for you, especially for the last two years. Um, just share with us your story from the lady's perspective.
2: Uh, okay. So for me, I'd say COVID was challenging, but I got to have more of Roy around the house. He can he can really get busy and become a workaholic and disappear. So for me, it was... In as much as it was challenging, it was also a plus. Hmm. So, yeah, I I could get more of him, spend some quality time. And uh, during the best part of 2020, I was pregnant, so more of foot rubs and everything. So we just had more of quality time.
0: Did you say foot rubs?
2: Yes, yes. No excuses of football in the evening. I'm not saying the excuses, but... uh, Hmm. I got to have more of him, which for me was a plus.
0: Awesome. I thought you meant he was massaging your feet while you are pregnant. You know, when you put yes. your legs up on the couch. Well, that's what you're referring funny. to. Yes. No, Roy is not that he's not that he's not that romantic. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: had my choice, honestly. so for me, I used to get more of him, so for me, honestly. Uh, it's a blessing as much as it is was, was a difficult time for most of us
0: awesome uh, what attracted you to roy because from what he shared was this very unperfect guy he 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 i mean from what he's just shared with us there was nothing attractive about him but what attracted you to roy
2: honestly for me uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to use this term online but it's an English term about supersexual. So I, I, he, I got attracted to his, his mind. The fact that he's he's an intelligent guy, although he doesn't like to admit it, but he is. Hmm. So that really fascinated me.
0: His knowledge with Excel and numbers is just yeah.
2: That's well... <laughs> quite a vast knowledge, not just mm-hmm. numbers different laws of different countries and i will definitely go to him for most stuff before we google honestly mm. so yeah so that really was a big one for me and then i got to know him
0: amen amen well ladies and gentlemen some of you who are listening and uh um are just waiting for the miracles to happen, hang in there, miracles still happen, miracles still happen. But let's go back to Roy here uh, briefly. Roy, is there any encouragement from Gold's Word that you'd like to share with us before we come to the end of our show? Um, as a man who has to be the leader in the home, uh, young family um, and, and with these new challenges, what, what, are, what have you been learning uh, from Gold's Word recently? that you'd like to encourage us with uh, this evening. Roy.
1: Um, thank you, David, for the opportunity uh, and the chance to just um, crown and uh, crown this moment with just the word of God, um, which is the essence of what has been our building block as a family. And today, I will just be sharing from Ephesians chapter 6. Um, a portion of scripture that most of us are familiar with and we've read it we've been taught about it in sunday school we've been taught about it in our youth classes we have done it in our own bible studies and i just want to relate it to our own family life and just bring you a rather uh, for lack of a better word open the door uh, so that you may come into the Ochuka's household and see how we have been able to navigate um, our family life with scripture and just try to tie in all these things together. So if we have our Bibles with us, I'm going to just request us to uh, turn them to Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 10 um, to 16. Uh, that will be our portion of scripture for today. Um, and it's uh, it's about the armor of God. So Paul in writing to the Ephesians tells them, um, finally, be strong stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the hammer of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god now ladies and gentlemen as a family this has been part of the many scriptures that has been guiding us in how we live together with Jackie, how we are trying to raise our daughter, and how basically we interact with each other. But I must confess that as much as this has been one of our guiding scriptures, it's not been a bed of roses. It's not been as easy um, in putting all this full armor of God. Whenever I wake up in the morning and I dress to go to work, and my wife probably dresses um, to go for a meeting or when she's around the house and she's just uh, preparing herself to spend the day with our daughter. It is the one thing that we try to put on every morning, but it's not been easy. Scripture says that um, Paul in, uh, in telling the Ephesians, tells them that first of all, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, our family has not been immune It's not been vaccinated, uh, using the current lingo, uh, from the the devil's schemes. We have found ourselves in very difficult positions. Disagreements have made us have very stormy discussions. Um, The devil has brought in issues that have attacked our character um, against each other. Um, things that have made us be at loggerheads, um, if I'm to use that word, and allowed us to just have some conflict with each other. And 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 Paul tells him that we need to put on this full arm of God against these devil schemes. And as I've said, we've not been vaccinated against these devil schemes. We, as a young couple that is slowly growing and now with the responsibility of parenthood, have found ourselves falling severally in the devil's schemes. But Paul encourages them, tells them that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, as a couple, we have had to do things that ordinarily the society or our immediate environment may deem are awkward or funny we have heard of people and marriages that um well okay basically when you look at the social media and you look at the internet there are stories of marriages and the struggles that some of these marriages are are going through and instead of having so many christians or christian marriages coming out and just saying that this thing can actually work we've had men sometimes even some of them Christians and women, some of them Bible-believing, coming out and, um, with stereotypes. Um, this is how men are. This is how women are. This is what a woman should be doing. This is what a man should be doing. Um, I remember once um, my parents came to visit and they were fascinated to find that I was the one preparing the meals and I was just making sure that everything was in order. Needless to say that they had not been with us the previous week and Jackie had really had a rough week and she was a little bit tired. And since I had the energy, I decided to do it. So my father calls me aside and he tells me, um, I don't understand what is happening. Is Jackie unable to, to do anything in the house? And I tell him, no, it's, I just decided to do it because I felt it needed to be done. So you'll find that um, sometimes people will look at that and they will ask you, are you man enough? Um, Why are you allowing yourself to do some of these things? Um, Why are you participating in these activities? Um, Why can't your wife do it? Or even with Jackie, sometimes she actually goes off and above. She does things that ordinarily you would say that a man ought to do. She has uh, found herself negotiating deals or... Um, uh, finding herself in positions where she has had to make um, a decision on behalf of the family and people will always ask why is the lady of the house making the decision why is the man but in our family we are trying we're still building it we're still trying to find um, how to navigate this and in doing this we are trying to learn that there is no his or hers. it's a family it's a union it's the reflection of an ordinary Christian just trying to live by scripture. Because when I look at the scripture, there's no way it particularly says that something is outrightly wrong. If I help my wife or my wife helps me um, in doing an activity or engaging in something that is of benefit to both of us. Sometimes a situation may offer wisdom to her. And because probably I'm busy or I'm in a position not to make the right decisions, she can make a decision that eventually ends up benefiting the whole family. Paul continues and tells them in verse 13, Therefore put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, you will need them to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Gentlemen who are almost getting married and those who are single, you come to have us you'll come to overcome a struggle that I have had to overcome for a very long time. And that is being truthful about my feelings, my emotions, how I think about things to my wife. I've been raised up in a in a home, not that it is wrong, but I was raised up in a home where as a man you handle your business and you keep it to yourself. Even when things are difficult, you don't say the you you don't give your wife the whole truth. And part of the disagreements that we've had in our home is me trying to learn how to communicate, how to just be able to um, express these truths. And therefore, I will just encourage all of us, um, just as an ordinary Christian who is trying to live his faith and live in a family and try to practice his faith. But sometimes it it forces us, it encourages, it is encouraging when that belt of truth is buckled around your waist. How about the breastplate of righteousness? Um, When you go to actually in Colossians chapter three and verses five, um, Paul tells them that put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You need, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But verse 8 is the one that hit, hit us home as a family. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as this. Anger, which we have evidently seen in our home. The situations that have provoked us into anger. Anger against each other. Anger against each our external people, anger against God. We have experienced rage in the home. We have experienced slander. We have been both victims and propagators. And sometimes even the words that we have spoken when we are in disagreement have not been edifying. They've been filthy. Um, Our lips have not been edifying to each other. We have have lied to each other sometimes. Um, And in our old practice, and with our old self, we have tried to live um, using our sinful nature and try to conduct our marriage life in our sinful state. So, Paul then encourages and continues and says, With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Oh, what it is our desires at home that whenever we are in disagreement, and even as a Christian, we've always tried to pursue peace at the end of the day. We can, um, we can be angry, we can uh, bulge up, we can be cringing, we can do whatever it is, but we have tried as a family to ensure that at least by the end of the day, there is peace. And even when there is no, even if in it, we're in a position where we can't actually express that peace, we have comfortably said it, that this is might not be the right time for us Uh, to discuss this issue or um, to handle this situation, so let us sleep on it or let us give each other time. And eventually we have found peace, either by myself sitting ground or my wife sitting ground, or us both leaving us stands and coming to a communal decision. In addition, Paul says, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. As a family, our faith has been tested severally. We have experienced things that have actually put us in positions where our quiet time, our devotion as a family, our relationship um, with God has actually been tested, tried. And in most times, even we have found ourselves angry because our faith has been lost. Um, We have been in situations where we have questioned God and we have allowed the flaming arrows of the evil one to get into the marriage, um, arrows of doubt, arrows of um, anger, arrows of rage that um, Paul talks to the uh, the Colossians about. But we have strived that at the end of the day to ensure that at least that shield of faith is always up. How I can testify of moments that I as a person, my faith has been tested probably by things that are macro to the family, things that are happening outside there. And in and, and in extension of that, we have found ourselves just, uh, my wife has found herself being the encouraging person, the Barnabas in the family, just reminding me that I ought to trust in God. There have also been time that my wife herself has questioned her faith in God. And I'm sharing this not to tell you that our Christianity has moved, um, or rather we have moved from our Christian stand, but just to show you that even as a family, we have experienced moments that our faith, we felt like our faith in God was dead. We just couldn't hold on anymore. But God has been gracious. Um, in those moments, he has always encouraged either one of us or both of us in different unique ways to actually be an encouragement to each other. And finally, Paul tells the Ephesians that take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, in In the poster that was shared, we actually are very two different people in our personalities. My wife is more of a morning person. She likes waking up in the morning, doing her things early and just making sure that by the time uh, daylight is done, uh, daylight is out, she's done with most of her activities for the day. I am more of someone who gets into the day. So I peak in the evening and in the uh, at night and that's when you'll find uh, me doing most of the work, probably when the baby's asleep or when they're both asleep, that's when I'll find myself having that energy to do a lot of course there are instances where uh, we find ourselves shifting in that personality but the reason i'm sharing this is because even in our own devotions we found challenges as a as a family Uh, i can comfortably say that there are periods that we've gone without doing devotions as a family or even praying together because of timing sometimes you'll find that i want to pray in the evening my wife is dead tired she wants us to pray in the morning. I just can't open up my eyes. So we've had to sometimes compromise. Either do it earlier in the evening or later in the morning. Or even just um, sometimes sacrifice it. Uh, sacrifice a specific time, especially when we have something that we need to pray for as a family. And finally, just in sharing all these um we have come to realize something that also James shares in James chapter three and verse 17. He says that, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. As a husband, a father, and as a friend to my wife, I've always also found myself challenged in some of these areas. Uh, There are instances where we have wronged each other and I felt that I'm so justified in holding my position of anger, that peace doesn't become a priority for me. So I don't become peace loving. And it is normal because my ego, my personality just makes me want to be the one that is right. But again, I, I, again we just sit down as a family and we ask us, is it worth it? Is it worth holding that ground and saying that I am actually right? Or is the peace and the love that needs to flow into the home more important? How about the instances that I as a husband have not been considered? I have done things that benefit me and forgotten that I need to also pay attention to two other ladies in the house, my daughter and my wife and i found myself there and it's not that it will end i might find myself in instances where i have not been considerate and i love how sometimes despite the fact that it will bring an an, an, an argument my wife will tell me hey you've not been considerate in doing this thing you've not thought of us you've not um put us in your in your thought process as you're making these decisions we feel neglected by your choices and I've had to take a step back and just ask myself, how then can I be a considerate Christian? Not so much because she's my wife, but also because we are part of the kingdom of Christ. Submission. Um, scripture and how most of us have understood scripture, it, it always means that there is the wife ought to submit to the husband. But I've also come to learn in my marriage that I ought also to submit to Christ. How then can a wife submit to a husband who hasn't submitted to Christ? Because that, in essence, will make the husband an idol to the wife because the wife will be submitting to the husband and the husband has no spiritual authority. He cannot submit to God or he does not submit to Christ. Therefore, he deems himself as an ultimate or a kind of an authority. There are instances where... Um, we have not been merciful or shown good fruit. The ones that are spoken of in Galatians, we've not had love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, and all those things that Galatians chapter 5 describes. But it's been a process of pruning in our marriage and in our Christian walk, because there are three things that we are facing as, um, as a couple. One, as husband and wife, We are facing the fact that, um, or rather we are facing the fact that we are husband and wife. We are facing the fact that we are both Christians that ought to live a Christian life. And we're also facing the fact that we're also parents who ought to be showing good fruit. I will amaze you even as I wind down that our daughter is so perceptive of the environment in the home that she can actually know when the environment is not conducive. And she becomes moody and fuzzy and she just she just feels like everything is not well so in my sharing today it was not so much of showing you that um there is this perfect christian living in a perfect marriage uh, becoming a perfect parent it's about showing you that sometimes even in this marriage our christianity is put to the test and how I pray, and how our prayer is as a family, that the Lord will continually prune us, as parents, as husband and wife, and even as Christians, so that we consistently find ourselves bearing the right kind of fruits, that the weeds that keep are uh, growing in our Christian walk, um, the environment that we find ourselves in, that we will consistently be a testimony. As I wind down, I know that there are instances where there are marriages that are actually in trouble or are so difficult or have so many issues that we they don't know what to do. My encouragement is just to hold on. Um, we've been there. We don't say that we know what it means. We don't know what the future holds. But my wife and I have this principle that every day we'll put it to God's hands and as a friend once told me, when all is said and done, when the rubber meets the road, God wins at the end. So therefore, David, that is my reflection as a Christian in the home.
0: Mr. Roy, there are things that you have talked about today. And uh, one of them that has stuck with me is washing dishes and cooking. How, how do you overcome the Umekaliwa syndrome? That feeling where you wake up hoping you marry a waitress, and I know there are ladies here who are hoping they'll marry a waiter, a good chef, and that the man uh, (laughs) will cook for you. Woe unto you, my friend, if that man can't even fry an egg. But woe unto you, young lady, if you can't fry that egg. But... You've had to fight cultural expectations, Uh, Roy. I want to say that in the last two years, men have washed dishes uh, because they've been stuck at home. But I can also promise you that uh, the relationships that have come to an end, uh, Wumekaliwa, what's Wumekaliwa to the part of our audience that does not speak Swahili? How have you been able to overcome the Wumekaliwa syndrome, Roy? And that will be the last question I'll ask you, then we'll come to the end of our show. Right.
1: Um, umekaliwa means that you um if it is said to a man that umekalia it means you're not man enough in your house. It loosely translates that you're not man enough, that your wife is actually okay. Um in my mother tongue, um it would actually <laughs> translate to you have been married, you didn't marry. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. It, it it gets it gets very personal. When someone says, you don't have an authority in that home, you can't say Mm. anything. Everything is determined by your wife or whatever she says
0: goes. Mm. And how have you been able to overcome that? Yeah.
1: Um, My wife and I just made, we make a decision. When something needs to be done, we have done it. Um, We become deaf to um, society's expectations because some of the things that society actually relates or defines as umekaliwa are things that don't ordinarily kill you um i will not i will not lie and say that there are times that i actually feel like i ought not to wash the um, utensils or i ought not to cook because i am supposed to be done for these things but more or less when the need has a reason we've We've become deaf to what society expects from us, and we've decided what is the best thing to do right now, and we do it. Um, if society says, Mekaliwa, well and good, at least I'm a good cushion.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Roy. And I, I hope to get you here one day just to talk about society and its expectations, because I want to believe that there's so many ways that uh, these unbiblical expectations of us, um, and and some of these things have have led different ones to talk, uh, to, to 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 project a perfect marriage when deep inside there's a major struggle. And uh, how do you how do, I can't imagine a man uh, paying a deaf ear to the needs of his wife uh, just because of what society expects. And and those things can can eat at your can eat at your psyche. They can eat at uh, what you would call security or what makes you a man in terms of security, being secure in who you are. And that will be a conversation for another day. But thank you so much, Roy. I believe that uh, Christ has called us to be servants. He's called us to love. In fact, the kind of love he wants us to exhibit towards our wives is one where he says, love her just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her we want the love of red roses and flowers and dinner dates we don't want the love of death but uh that's the kind of expectation of each one of us and i pray uh one day someday do not know when maybe i can be able to invite emerson the guy who wrote the book love and respect just to take us as us, take us, us through that very simple process of uh loving your wife and the wife respecting the husband because that is what really makes a family it's been a very great conversation with you, Roy. I can't wait to have you again on Wednesday as we talk about the, uh, let me just pull it up here, reflections of an ordinary Christian. But this time I think we're going to be focusing on your work experience, isn't it? Just give us a brief. What What is Wednesday going to look like, uh, Mr. Roy, as we come to the end of our show?
1: Um, Wednesday I take you guys out of my home um, to my office and, my environment at work and just to see how then does the Christian at home, um, when he walks into the office, what changes or what remains the same and um, it is is going to be a, a reflection of just the challenges or the good things that a Christian experiences in the workplace and hopefully the word of God also will guide us as to how best to navigate these issues.
0: If you're going to listen to a podcast before you go to before bed, you, go
2: to, bed, before you go to bed,
0: you can as well grow in your faith, Captain Devils,
2: your number one live podcast
0: every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, nine p.m. East African Time.